Now for our story. It was late afternoon. The air was quite chilly, although sunlight still cut across the steps of Aunt Mary's porch, where Peggy Douglas was sitting. The young girl had been there for almost half an hour, not moving, her eyes half closed as she looked dreamily into the garden. There was an expression of deep contentment on her face. Suddenly, Peggy sat up eagerly as she heard the sound of a car approaching from Wakefield along Willow Road. A moment later, the car pulled to a stop and Bill Meade jumped out. Peggy sprang up as he reached the foot of the steps. She flung herself into Bill's arms. <laughs> Such enthusiasm, darling. You almost knocked me off my feet. Oh, I don't care. Uh, neither do I, sweetheart. Hey, darling, your cheeks are like ice. Oh, I know. So is my nose. Means I'm a healthy puppy. It means you shouldn't be sitting out here in the cold like this. You want to catch pneumonia? Well, if I do, Bill, we can be married under an oxygen tent. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. Uh, for once, even the bridegroom wants a wedding with all the trimmings. I don't care how or where we're married, Bill. Just so it's soon. It will be, sweetheart. Come here. Another pill. Yeah. <clears throat> Peggy, uh, this is wonderful, but... Uh... Oh, now, don't say it's a waste of time. What, kissing you? I should hope not. But we have a lot of things to talk over. Come on, darling, let's go inside. Oh, let's stay out here, huh? Oh, doggone it, you'll catch cold. It's not what you'd call a warm spring day, you know. <laughs> Feels like spring and summer all wrapped into one to me. All right. Well, I'm going to put my coat over your shoulders. Yeah, that's more like it. <laughs> it does feel good. Yeah, I wish I were bigger. Then after we're married, I could borrow your clothes. <laughs> I should say you won't. We're going to have a strictly masculine-feminine household. The guy wears the pants, and the girl wears... Uh, well, whatever you like, so long as it has a skirt. And preferably ruffles. Oh, that's old-fashioned. Okay, so I'm old-fashioned. I like my genders clearly defined. Well, I'll uh, make a note of it. See that you do, my good woman. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else we have to settle? Mm-hmm, a lot of things. But first, I want an accounting. What have you been up to all day? I phoned and Aunt Mary didn't even know where you were. Said you disappeared right after lunch. Oh, well, she wasn't around when I left, and I didn't leave a note because I didn't intend to stay long. I went over to Carla's. Oh, Carla. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was nice. How is she? Just fine. You know, Bill, I feel sort of guilty about Mario. Oh, how come, sweetheart? You've always been very charming to him, it seems to me. I mean, when he first came back, I was worried about you getting your job back, and I was afraid he wouldn't do anything about it. I should have known he would. And I guess it wasn't very easy for him, either, talking to those men at the bank the way he did. Lefty says John Perry was very impressed with the speech Mario made. Yeah, it was swell of him. I'm sure happy about it. Not that it was any more than he should have done. But he didn't waste any time going in to talk to the board the very first day he was home. Yeah, Mario's going to be okay from now on. <laughs> Gosh, I'd like to have seen the guy's face when he found out about the baby. Oh, Carl said he was terribly excited. He's always wanted a child. Well, if anything could help them over the, that first hurdle, uh, getting together again after their separation and everything, a baby ought to do it. I must say I hand it to Carla, though. For forgiving Mario, for hurting her, and then running away like he did? Well, that alone takes a lot of forgiving. But I was thinking about the rest of it. What happened while Mario was away? This girl he got himself tangled up with in Chicago. What was her name? You told me, but I forgot. Anna Bartok. Oh, yes. Well, Bill, 
Carla was awfully shocked and terribly hurt to think Mario could do a thing like that. We were talking about today. You know how Carla is. She doesn't say much, but you can tell how she feels about things. Yeah, that's right. Her emotions are pretty far down under the surface. Unless she trusts you a lot, she keeps them to herself. But from what she did say, I know it took a lot of patience and understanding for her to overlook it. You don't just forget a thing like that, knowing your husband could be interested in another woman, even if he realized his mistake later. Yeah, it'd be tough for anyone to take. Especially a person who's, who's absolutely undivided in her love, like Carla. I certainly respect her, Bill. If it had been my husband, I, I don't know. Well, um, not that it ever could be, sweetheart, but suppose your husband did happen to slip, just temporarily, say. What would you do? I don't think I'd be able to rise above it, as Carla's done. Oh, I'm sure she's right not to spoil the reconciliation with questions and accusations, but... But I'm afraid I'm a very different sort of person. More, well, more... More complicated, darling? Complicated? Oh, I yes, don't... Yes, you are. I love all your complexities. All the surprising little twistings and turnings in that mind of yours. I wouldn't have you any other way. Even if you know it might make life more difficult sometimes? Uh, more difficult and more exciting, too, probably. <laughs> oh, don't you worry, Peggy, dear. I know just what I'm up against. And I'm not the least bit worried. You're a brave man. No, I have only one worry on my mind now. What's that? Should we get married on a Sunday, a Saturday, a Friday, or... A... Let's just close our eyes and point to the calendar. <laughs> oh, but seriously, darling, the way I figure it, we ought to be able to set the date for two weeks from now. Is that okay with you? Is it? <laughs> and then there's the housing problem. I did want for us to move right into a brand new house, the one we planned. Oh, I know, Bill, so did I. Oh, I admit where you live is important, but not important enough to postpone our wedding. At least... That's the way I feel. I'm awfully glad you said that. Well, Bill, I've told you so all along. I decided a long time ago that it'd be foolish for us to wait until we could build. We can manage somehow in the meanwhile. And then when we have the money and can get the materials, we'll do it. Doggone it, that's exactly what I was going to say. Why doggone it? <laughs> well, I'm just trying to pretend to myself I'm the guy who makes all the wise decisions for this family. Oh, <laughs> maybe I'd better go over and take some lessons from Carla. How to be a submissive wife in three easy lessons. <laughs> hmm. Maybe I am going to have trouble with you after all. Want to back out? No, no, I guess not. I'll probably have a lot to put up with, though. Maybe I spoke too soon about having no worries. Well, you can always go into your own room and lock the door when things get too much for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, which reminds me, darling. I'm very much afraid we'll have to settle for a much smaller place than we had in mind, as far as living quarters are concerned. That's really what I wanted to tell you about. I have tramped all over this town in the last couple of days looking for a place. Oh, really, Bill? Well, did you find anything that looked possible? Yeah, possible's about all you can say for it. You know that place down near the post office? It's the one with all the little turrets and curlicues and dormer windows. Yes, I know it very well, Bill. Uh, that was once a very elegant mansion, according to Aunt Mary. It belonged to the Bowman family in the old days. Now, that's it. Straight out of the Victorian era. At present, it could use a coat of paint. Well, anyway, there's an apartment upstairs. One fairly large room and a small one. And then there's a kitchen, which is just big enough to turn around in. Well, that's all right. 
I've always wanted to be able to fry eggs with one hand and wash dishes with the other. <laughs> well, it would be a cinch if we take this place. Well, I don't think it's so bad, Bill. I like the view from the big window. There's a weeping willow tree, and you can even see the river. And we can paint the living room a light yellow and have nice bright curtains. I thought I'd have a, a white and green kitchen. Hey, what and... goes on here? You mean you've already seen this place? Uh-huh. How do you like that? And I thought I was so smart. In fact, Bill, I went to see Mr. Drake this morning. I, um, put a deposit down on the rent. You... Well, that does it. That tops everything. Woman, what am I going to do with you? You're going to marry me, Bill. Yeah, I guess I'd better, just to get you out of circulation. <laughs> <laughs> the laughter of the happy youngsters carried across the garden to Lefty Larkin's little cabin. Hearing it, Lefty Larkin went to his front door and looked toward Aunt Mary's porch. The last rays of the sun touched Peggy's head, bringing out the bright glints in her hair. Lefty looked across at his lovely young daughter. He was happy in her happiness. And as if she sensed his feeling, Peggy looked up and saw him. She threw him a kiss, which Lefty caught and tucked away very tenderly next to his heart. <laughs> 